The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale are tucking into their half-time pies So I won't disrupt them It is honestly like feeding time at the zoo It is alarming Fraser Wishart, David Friel and Dave Galloway Are out and about at the games I'm thinking Capolo in particular Are you anticipating a, a nervy end to this one David When everything that's at stake? Yeah 100% Gordon you know the Queen's Park players have just come out Just a kind of mini warm up before the start of the second half But yeah I think you can see the nerves I don't think you know I think both teams are pretty tense early on I think Morton certainly settled a lot better Had the best of the game the better chances But you can see the nerves in the Queen's Park team And no wonder Look they've, they've came so far They have surpassed expectations They're now tantalisingly close to the title To go on top of the league So I think it's expected that there will be nerves but they just have to manage that you know they've got an experienced manager on coil I'm sure they settled him down at half time and they're back, at, back out now knowing that 45 minutes if they can get the upper hand in this 45 minutes they will be top of the league and they'll only need one point next week against Dundee to go and win the title and win promotion to the Premiership so you know what a reward is there waiting for them if they can get this second 45 right and yes Air United are going for promotion and all that stuff Fraser Wishart but are we going to see the sub goalie come on outfield that's what everyone wants to know well, it's one of these strange days I was looking to my left um, earlier on the game I was talking to you about the number of players who were warming up and then he had the bizarre side at half time of the coach and Greg Young the only outfield player just playing passes between them on, on the, the left hand side as part of his warm up the sub goalie hadn't really Robbie Thompson hasn't he come out I think Robbie's one of these lads who's uh, we, we've come across many goalies marking Gordon in our time they run like Forrest Gump you know so he's got the big long angry legs but uh, I don't think they need them just now because they're very comfortable unless they get an injury because it's a strange game gone. Really, you wouldn't tell watching this that there's so much at stake for a United. really lacklustre, just no tempo to it, no great atmosphere. But they are shooting uh, when you sit in the main stand to our right in the second half towards where all the, the daft United fans stand and make all the noise, make all the atmosphere. So that might just jolly them along. I do think they'll get the win on the end, but they're going to have to do more. It's been a really, really strange, lifeless performance by here so far. Any changes at the break for Thistle or our broth, Dave Galloway? Uh, just uh, waiting for the teams to come out for the second half, so not quite sure of that uh, yet, Gordon. The two lots of subs uh, warming up uh, as I speak. Um, decent first half, though, that finely crafted goal in the 40th minute, uh, maybe settling some, some Partick Thistle nerves as the, as the table stands. They're third. Uh, if, if they could go into the last game of the season in third place, you know, everything is in their hands. But uh, are both by no means out of it battling for their lives down at the wrong end of the table yeah so a bit of a delay that not a delay as such just Dave Galloway's a bit behind on the time of the other games there had been a change for Queen's Park Jake Davidson on for Marcel Oakley punishment maybe for the daft penalty David Friel is posing the hypothetical question uh, we will find out and I think that is just about already that we're back underway in that one George Oakley has had a chance for Morton close range and should have found the back of the net Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes With Clyde Build Windows and Doors Buy now, pay nothing till 2024 Great for us, great drama But I just don't know how much when you're involved You can enjoy this time of the season Mark and Gordon, you've both played and managed And it must be quite a nervy time of year Yeah, especially when there's so much going on uh, elsewhere That could affect where you finish in the league table so I, I know managers always say they have to concentrate on what's in front of them and of course that's that's right but 
we've always got one eye elsewhere. So uh, plenty of nerves about it, and it's, it's shown in the players, even at the top. You know, those who you know are going to win the championship, Dundee, Queens Park nerves, but at the bottom as well. You know, Cove Rangers last night. You know, must fear being relegated or finishing that playoff position gave themselves every chance of staying up. So I've, I've been in it once. Uh, last game of the season. Uh, a draw or a victory wins a championship for us when I was at Wraith at uh, Firhill and I've got to say in all the years I played football I was very nervous that day you didn't you, enjoy it? I, d- I did enjoy most of it how no. did it end up? I drew nil nil, and went on. it was my last ever game I remember those emotional scenes after the full time whistle when I threw that number 8 into the crowd <laughs> covered about 50 folk and it <laughs> came flying back at me <laughs> Do you remember the day James <coughs> Grady uh-huh. scored yeah, yeah. to win promotion for Gretna? Oh, yeah. Owen Coyle, his team, St Johnston at the time, finished their match and they were standing on the pitch. Then he took them inside. Then they came back out. And somebody broke the news to him that James Grady had scored. And I went down to see Owen, who's been a, a pal of mine for decades. And I said, his press conference was so controlled composed, dignified and I said to him when it was all over how can you just be this calm after what's happened and it, it was the lesson the difference between a hardened professional like Owen Coyle and a Willie Nelson fan <laughs> asking him the question Tell, he, hold on, before we go any further because we spoke about you, you're going to watch Willie Nelson at Glastonbury tonight yeah. but you then saved the best Willie Nelson anecdote for when I hit the ad break yeah. and you need to share this with the listening audience because this, I've never felt sympathy for you in my yeah. life and now I think I do There's a nine year gap between our first daughter and our second daughter so the uh, the, 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 the daughter that was last born she went to school and, you know, you take your daughter to school, that's what fathers do. Absolutely. And she said to her mother, I don't want him to take, the, all the dads are young and he looks like Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wasn't allowed to walk her to school. Because cool. you look at, I've just Googled a picture of Willie Nelson. <laughs> that's not a good just picture to see of the, Willie just Nelson. To see the likeness. You oh. stick a pair of glasses on that and I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. That's a double. It's all the grey hair. So she said, I don't want him mm. to take me to school. The dads are young and he looks like Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she's proud of you now, Hugh Keevens. Don't you worry about that. Family life. But you've anyway. never changed. So all those dads have caught up with you, but you've just remained the same. Exactly, you've you've yeah. looked that way <laughs> since you were 30, <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> anyway, we're eventually back underway at Firhill as well. So that's all three games, which sets us up nicely in here for this. The second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Willie, if you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) I have played alongside Stephen Fletcher, Stephen Naismith and Ryan Fraser at both club and international level. I was managed by Mick McCarthy at two different English sides. I also scored four times in my Scotland career. Who am I? So I played alongside Stephen Fletcher, Stephen Naismith and Ryan Fraser at club and international level. Been managed by Mick McCarthy at two different English teams and scored four times in my Scotland career. Who am I? I I mean, I'm hopeless at these compared to the listeners, but I think that's got to be very doable. There's some very specific information in there. 
Legion in certain directions And I've actually not seen the answer for the first time Usually I will have a look before we go on Have you got a guess? Uh, no I just mm. think there's some very pointed clues I don't think we'll be a w- We'll put it this way You know the nationality, don't you, straight away mm. Mm. So Narrows things down To what a few hundred players <laughs> English <laughs> Played under Mick down in England uh, anyway, get your guesses now. in at Clyde SSB It is a race, so we're looking for you to do it as quick as you can And see even if you're not sure, but just throw a name in That's the aim of the game You don't need to be even close to certain to take part Just chuck a name at us And we'll let you know if it is right or not That's your second half teaser A who am I? Right, whilst we let we'll let the team settle into the second half I think that's fair, right? Why don't we start hearing from Hamden? No way You got, got it already? It. Mark, Mark Wilson, Wilson has got, got it already. already. Have that effort. dazzler. <laughs> Let's see your piece of paper, please. Oh, that is. Yeah, well done. Thank Very you. Well done. Thank you. Okay, anyway, let's hear from a delighted Billy Dodds Inverness are through to the Scottish Cup final Where they will play either Rangers or Celtic They saw Falkirk by three goals to nil at the National Stadium And uh, safe to say, he was pleased with what he saw They were magnificent as it, and especially as the game did wear on it, it's never straightforward um, I have to credit Falkirk I thought they were really good first half caused us problems with our diamond and um, we didn't pass the ball as well as we could but we, we got the goal we were ruthless it was only part of my pre-match plan that probably did go to plan when we got the two goals because we never created much but the five or six times we passed the ball I thought we really looked like hurting them and asked them for more of that um, but Falkirk with a credit missed a big chance it's never straightforward but as the game went on the second half uh, wore on I was more confident in the boys and I thought they were really good second half said to them at half time this is a 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0 something like that we don't lose the next goal that's what I said to them and I thought they were tremendous second half really did well they carried that out certainly and now we know Inverness players I was going to say can get their feet up I don't know if they'll be an air of celebration this evening before they do that and they can just watch on with interest to see who they'll play in that final whether it's Rangers or Celtic and uh, Billy Dodd says they will not be going to make up the numbers whoever it is I'm not, not just going to I've never done it as a <coughs> since I've been in football as a player as a coach or a, now a manager I've never turned up to a game and thought we, we can't win this that would be madness so um, of course we're going to enjoy the day of course it's a big ask but against one of the old firm we're, we're hoping not to just turn up and just take part in it and that's it and, and take my financial reward because we're in the final um, I've got good players and I think we saw that today as the game went on and if we're right at it we can give anybody a game as we're proven against Livingston and Kilmarnock What an exciting time Hugh we'll, we'll park your doomsday scenario for, for Inverness I know you don't think they'll beat Celtic or Rangers I think most people agree but what an exciting time to, to be heading into May with a Scottish Cup final on the horizon and the chance to go and do something in your league as well. They've got a huge game at home to air on Friday. That's what end of season scenarios are, well, dreams here, are made of, isn't it? Here we have a club who, first and foremost, uh, have financial concerns. And what happened today put some very much needed revenue their way. We also have a club who, for a long time this season, were in the bottom half of their particular league. So what Billy Dodds has done, and today was win number eight in a row, what Billy Dodds has done has uh, been terrific. Uh, There's been a, a slow burner. 
uh, and now they can concentrate on what happens in the league and put the cup final to the back of their mind because it's on the 3rd of June there are other priorities to be attended to and they have the confidence of knowing that they are going to the cup final and they get all the praise due for that Yeah, I have to echo what Hugh says it's a, a huge end to the season for them because OK, they've got the cup final coming up but they want to finish as high as they can with their last league game against Ayr um, which will take them into the playoffs and then whatever comes from that. So, did the playoffs go further than the Scottish Cup final if they reached the playoff final? No. They... Uh, no, I don't think so. And season's gone by. Is that not usually the case? The well, playoff that's final the thing. has They've been... They've had to shift it, I think, haven't they, for, yeah. because of that? Um... I thought that there may have been a, a scenario where the playoff final could be the week after the Scottish Cup final. So, maybe I'm wrong in that, but... I think it's, it's still the day them, after. It still gives mm. them huge games to play for. So it's not like, let's no, get our feet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they would have to then. Okay, they would have to shift it then so for, Sunday, further down the line. Sunday the 4th of June. Day yeah. after the cup. Day after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's every possibility. It's, it's usually the day after, but someone mentioned it last night about, about moving it. I wasn't sure if that would a confirmed thing already, but it'll need to be. So the, the, the point is, if Inverness were to make it to the playoff final, which is entirely possible, then Billy's right It's not just turning up And enjoying the day And getting the money And sitting back And going well we got here Because You want to go into That playoff final Which shapes your next season Financially In the best possible form Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements It is a huge goal For Air United It helps their promotion push It maybe moves us closer To a scenario Where the sub goalie Comes on for Wraith Rovers It's Air 1 Wraith Rovers nil. Frankie Masonda On 55 minutes We heard it from Fraser at half time He predicted it Gordon As much as he gave praise To Wraith Rovers Um, Really struggling with Obviously injuries And everything today But That's not Air's concern They've got to make sure They're in the playoffs you're talking about Inverness, that's got to be so, so tight next Friday. I think Friday's got to be absolutely brilliant for the Championship. You've got Dundee, Queen's Park, Inverness, Thistle and Ayr going for one for the Championship in the top four place. Somebody's going to miss out. So a lot of excitement, a lot of good games. That's a very important goal at Somerset. Yeah, certainly is. But it's got to be expected. When you're coming up against a Wraith Rovers team depleted, Playing with two left-backs at centre-halves. I'm sure the Air fans would have expected a better performance. Mm-hmm. They've got there now. It's about increasing that, which I think they will. Kelty won, Peter Head nil. Aaron Darge with the goal there. It looks like Peter Header. Well, it's 1-1 one, one now Fairman Clyde. Uh, and I think that would be enough. A draw for Clyde, a defeat mm. for Peter Head, and they would be down. Business end all over the place. If you've got an amateur local team that you want has won something you want to tell us about you can let us know at the West of Scotland League is officially Premier Division officially won by Beeth uh, it's been looking quite likely that that yeah. would be the case but you'll remember it's you know, done shock, very yeah. very well because at the time of the Aberdeen shock most people mm, had darveled down as favourites for that division and thought they would um, they would get the, the title and as we now know manager Mick Kennedy who joined us on the show has Left and gone to East Kilbride And uh, Beath have won the West of Scotland Premier Division So well done to everyone involved there What a strange Scottish Cup it will be When we look back on it To find that Darvel 
put out Aberdeen who are currently third in the Premiership table and in the same season one of the finalists in Vanes Calithis were knocked out only to be put back in so it's a strange competition this season um, and the, the League 2 playoffs have started Spartans against Brecon so that's your Lowland League champions against your Highland League champions the winner of that plays the team that finishes bottom of League 2 you all know the format by now I think goalless at the break so goalless last time I checked I'm, I'm going to throw this one right at you seeing you mm. done the same with me who you fancy Spartans you want Spartans to be <laughs> no, sorry <laughs> take a minute to think about uh, it why don't no, you no, oh, listen you just do. about the community work Spartans Breakings hurt you uh, they're, they're, no Breakings Spartans great you. community club and the manager's been there a long long time so Breaking's no even longer than your sat in the car now. Uh, you, you, you've been hurt by that experience, uh, uh, you? I love all the Breaking fans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as things stand, as that phrase goes at this time of the year, it would be Albion Rovers that would play the winner of that two legged playoff between Spartans and Breaking for a place in the SPFL next season. Forfer have equalised. Against Stirling Albion But of course Stirling have already won the title Stefan McCluskey On 57 minutes in That one Stephen Hetherington's Fired in a long range drive For a broth But tipped over um, By Mitchell Dom Thomas Comes on For Longridge For Queen's Park So Often Dom Thomas has been The game changer mm, yeah. For Queen's Park this season So I think Owen Coyle Playing his ace in the hole yeah, he's been uh, in decent form at various times this season. Perhaps a surprise, certainly to uh, David Freel ahead of the game that he wasn't included in the starting eleven. So he's on to try and make an impact this afternoon. Good sub to bring on, especially at that level. Someone who can change a game, and especially when you need it. And just feeling it, uh, uh, my argument for Ryan Kent looking at tomorrow's game was I wonder if Michael Beale would look at a similar role for him that he's he's not started particularly well in these games but he would be a game changer had he mm. come on um, late in the game so. a, it seems like a good time to remind you that at 5 o'clock so in the not too distant future the open line will be here and it will be your final chance to have your pre-match say ahead of the big one tomorrow Rangers against Celtic we've been building up to this for weeks in a roundabout way we have cranked it up this week it's been wall to wall almost because there is so much at stake do not let the last opportunity pass you by 5 until 6 o'clock tonight it's the last chance to get all your pre-match thoughts who should play who shouldn't play what will the tactics and the formations look like it's the last chance for that bit of bravado about what you will do to them and what it will mean all the usual fun of the fair when these two sides meet so your last chance to have your say on the open line before that game is tonight at 5 o'clock I can think of Celtic Rangers games where for example uh, Celtic have stopped Rangers winning 10 in a row um, and games of similar significance but I can't remember a game where the treble was on the line you know a, a, a knockout Celtic Rangers game if Celtic win they'll get the treble so that's what's in front of Rangers tomorrow the Inverness players are just getting back on the bus they've just turned on and they've been written off if, again. Any, of them, if any of them want to complain or want to contest what I've said 0141 951 1025 Th- this Come ahead the, if you're brave enough This could be the final You know what you get to <laughs> the 
Überall in Elsen around the corner there, throwing, throwing out challenges. Come ahead. You eventually progress to the final level. You take on the the final baddie. This could be like Hugh Keevan's prediction career because on a week to week basis, he would say, you know, make a mess of it and come back to bite him. But this this could be it. This could be the one that just. Imagine yeah. Inverness beat Rangers or something. Fairness, it would have to be someone, yeah. To, I think uh, we're in yeah. like the strength of your feeling on this. I think we're in Inverness well, tattoo territory it, if that happens it, for you. Put it this way if Michael Beale lost at Inverness in the mm-hmm. Scottish Cup final, he'd be as well getting into the car and just driving back to London. Uh, because the Rangers fans would have nothing to do with him after that. And if Ange Postacoglu lost a treble, by losing to Inverness Cali Thistle, it would live mm-hmm. with him for the remainder of his career. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't doubt it. I'm just saying, I think we're in the territory, and it's great that it's the, probably the longest name in the SPFL. You are going to have to get Inverness Caledonian Thistle Scottish <laughs> Cup winners tattooed <laughs> on you if they do it. You up for that, here? I'll he's not, he's not committing these <laughs> now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I fully understand there would have to be some form of forfeit. So in dumb and dumber fashion, you're yeah. saying there's a chance. Yeah. Anyway, no, no, no. hold on. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Wow, two massive goals right at the same time. Morton have taken the lead oh. against Queen's Park. It was the opportunity for Queen's Park to go in the driving seat in the title race. They could still win it, of course, from here, but that is not the way it was meant to go for Owen Coyle. Robbie Crawford has scored and Morton are 2-1 in front. And Partick Thistle have doubled their lead. That all-important second goal, maybe more of a sigh of relief. Are both not looking well for them at the bottom of the table, but Thistle marching on towards securing a playoff spot. Thistle 2 are both nil. Okay. Kyle Turner again. So on the subject of predictions, as things stand at the moment, I am the only one who has the predictions correct by tipping two home wins, I beg your pardon, three home wins. And at the moment, that's how things stand. Never doubt you. But again, mm. it's been a theme now for weeks. Why are none of the title hopefuls taking this title race yeah. by the scruff of the neck? What it says I, to me is that neither is really fit enough for the, the top flight they would need to undergo substantial change in terms of personnel um, because that's just poor. Right now you would say that Dundee are probably in the driving seat, I know Queen's part of the well, they, they are now as yeah, things stand well, Yeah, because a point's enough for them but I just look at that that top five well top six, is more no, top five there and it's so exciting, next Friday's got to be oh See if you're a supporter, it's got to be horrendous standing about the grounds, looking at trying to find out other results, excitement, hoping your team gets a result, gets into the playoffs. Obviously, the big one will be between Queen's Park and Dundee. Mm. Well, what a bittersweet day for Inverness as things stand there out the playoffs, but just yeah. that, that combination uh, of results. So, yeah, it would move air above them. Um, so I'm just do you know it always confuses you at this time of year because you're never sure if you're looking at an as it stands table. Mm-hmm. So just hold that thought in case I've dived in. No, I think you're right. Um, goal difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would go above Inverness Cali and Thistle would go into mm. third. Yeah. Yeah. I think if 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 um, Queen's Park don't come back and uh, um, I think today is the death of their championship hopes if they if they the title hopes. If really? They, 
It's yeah. just a straight shootout though, isn't it? Down to one. I mean, I get what you're saying. Dundee would, would maybe be favourites because they're they're ahead, but you're much rather a home game, game though. If you're Queen's Park, you and you've got a straight shootout, top of the table. I know it's at uh, Stenhouse Muir's ground, but you'd Oak rather it you. be home. Oak of you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You'd rather be at home than going to Dens. Yeah, I would take no. my chances against Dundee at Okovu. Definitely. Um, well, take, like, st- they still would be favourites, there's no doubt, but I just when it comes down to that one game... That's just... Uh, it's just on the day. That's the excitement of it. That's, a, that's what the Championship's been this season. Uh, I, I think what it's shown you, though, at the top end of the Championship is the mentality with players. We always talk about ability with players, and that's what separates you know, Celtic players and Rangers players from the rest of the league. But mentality, mm. when you get in those positions and you've shown you've got a stronger squad like Dundee, maybe Queen's Park's the exception, once you get in the position, the mentality to close it out yeah. is what separates... And mentally, I think the, the Queen's Park players will be delighted it's not at Dens. They've lost 3-0 twice this season. Yeah. There. Um, the only league game at Oakleview was a 2 all draw, um, unless that was one of those games that was moved, but I don't think it was. And, uh, and, and Dundee even went there in the, the League Cup. That was way back in the summer uh, and won there as well. So going to be a fascinating head-to-head. And it could still change, though, this afternoon. There might be a, a, even a Queen's Park equaliser, obviously improves the picture. Um, but they would have been looking to go on and win this game Turner thought he had his hat trick for Thistle but a good reaction saved by Gaston uh, means it's just the two at the moment you have to say they're hitting two. form at the right mm-hmm. time uh, I've got to say bit of momentum uh, behind Thistle um, playing some good stuff scoring goals so far not conceding the playoffs are going to be brilliant absolutely brilliant and I'll tell you whoever finishes 11th in the Premier League you look at those teams it's not a gimme No, I know they'll get in favourites but it's not a gimme well if you're Kilmarnock for example you know I think Ross County are, I think they've gone they'll be relegated automatically but if you're Kilmarnock you know and you're so poor away from home up until last weekend I hear you cry but they're, they're so unpredictable that they'd be right now Hugh I would probably say Ross County got to be relegated. I'm going to wait till next Saturday to five o'clock to see if I'm going to agree with you because I think if Ross County get a result at home at Livingston... Why do you just wait till, till it's all done and then make your uh, prediction? No, no, because uh, c- uh, momentum and I like to go quite early. So I think it could be a big change next week if Ross County get a result. If they don't and Livingston beat them, I'm 100% on your side. Uh, Hugh, remind us of your teaser, please. I have played alongside Stephen Fletcher, Stephen Naismith and Ryan Fraser at club and international level. I was managed by Mick McCarthy at two different English teams and I scored four times in my Scotland career. Who am I? Who am I? At Clyde SSB is the account that you have to tweet the answer to. Lots of you doing well. Bailey thinks it might be James McCarthy. No. Mm, Derek thinks it might be... Lee Griffiths No I wonder if Bailey meant James MacArthur Because Alan <laughs> Not him either And a few others have said that as well And mm. yeah Some good guesses coming in as well So keep them going at Clyde SSB That's Hughes Who am I? Mm, oh, back in it Yeah the Palmerston Pep needs to stem the tide here It's um Airdrie 1, Queen of the South 2. What about Brighton, Hugh? Yeah, well, the grandkids have certainly got over that. You know, yeah, again. I mean, there's at least minimum 25 minutes to go. They're six up. Could be, 
Did you beat it midweek as well, didn't you? Yeah, they did. Yeah, did they, lost two one. Two one. Um, but I think they scored ten. Did we they could do with a ten, couldn't we? Yeah. I like that. Always like the yeah. double figures. Yep. Which doesn't happen anywhere near often enough. Phone the guy, she'll buy them another strip and send it down. You sound like a man that's been counting the cost of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hugh counts the cost of most things, <laughs> let me tell you. Well, Nelson better be brilliant. Oh, yeah. The light yeah. dancing better be brilliant. <laughs> a TV license. Of <laughs> Getting what for? Is it on one of the free channels? It's uh, so on uh, Kunsul Telly. That's, that's what I was alluding mm. to. Yeah. Uh, Stirling champions of League Two have gone back in front. Greg Spence, penalty, 69 minutes gone. Stirling 2, 4 for 1. Uh, get ready As I've said We're getting closer Five o'clock Your final chance To have your say On the open line Ahead of the big game tomorrow And you never know Maybe there's some Inverness fans That have missed Their transport back To the Highlands And are hanging around And want to give us a call And share their joy You could do that as well Well the good news About tomorrow And I think it was A big concern A couple of months ago Is the pitch Actually looked okay ah, today oh. Yeah no. I, I was looking at everything Pitches Everything there Just to see that There's no excuses We're in for a very for, exciting Former game. Groundskeeper Aren't you You know the, You're way a bit Yeah I, I worked, I worked in the, the Parts department Very high up I was uh, On a ladder I was allowed I was, <laughs> Chopping a tree I was allowed to be in charge Of a dumper truck um, <laughs> what, what did you drive in those days? Was the it dumper the, truck Did you? Yeah yeah, that's where shot I, on one of the, the lawnmowers that you sit on. That's, you know, the, that's what changed my life. And, and the guys that were digging the road right there, the cheek, a real cheek, and I hope they remember this. They changed my life, right? They really did. This is a true story. I was driving up East Kilbride Main Street, not to 20, right up a hill on the dumper truck. What and is no, East Kilbride boom, Main Street? Boom, boom. <laughs> no one of the big one you're getting. No music whatsoever. Didn't have a, a stereo. And I get stopped with these guys tarring the road. And I'm sitting there and they looked around and with pure chance, one of them clocked me. And they gave me what for, right? Ex-Rangers player, ex-Man City legend on the dumper truck. Right, so I went by them, peeped the horn, gave them the usual friendly wave, went down, parked it up for a night and decided that's it, no more, and I went back into football, <laughs> and I was a star ever since. Ah, so, so shallow. I know, I know. What was it, Morrow? So that's before... I was after... Going to Wraith. <clears throat> before I went to Wraith, yeah. Wow. So if that guy, tying the road, so the guys hadn't that, given you the one-fingered what, salute, no, they were, you would they, not have won the cup for Wraith Rovers. Talk yeah, about sliding doors, They moment. were slaughter, <clears throat> slaughter me. You've no idea what they were giving me. They were just telling you to get into first gear in the dumper nah, truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll never forget that day. This is the sort of thing that Steven Spielberg could turn oh, into absolutely. a movie. Yeah, it's a real heartwarming tale. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, my biggest concern was... Do not stall the dump budget. Do not stall it. Of all the points in your career, I wish I could have saw you. I said at that very moment, if I was Bounce, one of those guys. Up and down. Listen, he's no stranger to the odd career uh, twist and turn. Have you seen he's made national press yeah, this week? Yeah, yeah. Oh, why have we have not, why have this? not brought this yeah. up? I've not even brought this up to you. He's in the Scottish Sun, he's in the Daily Record, he's in fivetoday.co.uk. All five today? Because I saw that article also. You, And we spoke about this on the show a couple of weeks ago You have starred in a music video um, DJ Daz It is Honestly It's good isn't it Your, your bit's the rest is fine 
Specifically your bits. Do you know? Do you, do you know? Do you know? Uh, think I was good at it. I, I like the worst things that my eyes have ever seen. Like it, 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 with any context attached. I'm going to say that because Gordon's right. See the the song and the video. It's good, isn't and, it? and Frank's part in it. All kind of fits. Oh, hold the on a bit, minute. The only bit that doesn't fit is the DJ, DJ in the corner <laughs> with a bucket hat on. Mark yeah. Wilson showed it to me before we came Yeah, in. how good is it? DJ Daz. If you want to check it out, okay, but you should come with a parental warning here. <laughs> Give, giving it Travolta, right, is the song by Kenny Lee Roberts, right? And the part of Travolta is played by none other than Frank McAvaney. He walks into a sort of nightclub pub gig venue uh, with the white suit on but keep an eye out for the DJ awful truly truly awful so right now right now get, get the smartphone out don't turn us off obviously use someone else's YouTube giving it Travolta Kenny Lee Roberts look out for the DJ awful 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 I think you first appear at 29 seconds that was when I first noticed you Right. Um, sort of bob. Oh no, no, nineteen seconds first. Nineteen. You're bobbing up and down there, and um, it just keeps cutting back to you. I, the, I'm the, not taking criticism. It is good. I'm good in it. The only saving grace for you is that when it does cut to you, it cuts away from you very quickly. <laughs> you don't have any like prolonged period on the screen, which is no. Oh, there is a bit uh, in the end. Is there? Oh, see, I off no, that. no. I watched the full thing. <laughs> just for this very moment. Because oh. Frank then goes oh, up you're right. and requests, I can see it. oh no, <laughs> a song. But she then scrunches up the paper, you're and right, and throws, throws it on. So it's a bit of acting in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, it's so bad. That, that is awful. That will go to number one. That's a that's a that's a that's a keeper. It's so bad. And right, but, uh, to paint the picture for you, if you've not had the chance to YouTube it yet, but please do think. Ronald Villiers from Tune the Fat <laughs> tries DJing. That, that's that's what. You see, at least the Dazzler made it to the movie because my wife called me in the other morning and said, "Your pals are on the telly," and I went in there and there was Shaking Stevens. There oh, you yeah. go. After, you, you tried after your Christmas all number one. I did for his career. He's brought out a new album. Didn't even give me a call. <laughs> it's funny because I've never had really any need to do this before. I'm used to getting feedback and abuse for you lot on like Twitter, maybe Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. I've never read YouTube comments about you before. <laughs> Lloyd Van Dam says, "I see the Dazzler got a complicated role." <laughs> <laughs> and that's not like our, it's not our YouTube. That's the official. I think YouTube outside my, there my must comfort zone. Read, read the, no, 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 there no worse ones really than that. Oh, oh, like you just the want the, they just want the ones <laughs> that are, that, I'm going to type a few tonight. Ah, because it was awful. Really, was bad. Look, look I've had good fod, uh, fod, positive <laughs> feedback for a lot of good people out there, and I well, thank them very on. much. We've got we've got one of the best DJs well, about, t- on I'm, after us. Let's get let's get his feedback in the way point. to I see could, what he thought. Because I think you misrepresented DJs everywhere with your big chain I, I and could, your bucket hat. Could, well, that wasn't my sort of idea. That was a producer's, but I just went along with it. <laughs> you want the PE kit that you've got I, on? It was the sort of a move the way I handled the desk, if you know what I mean. Oh, the desk. Yeah. He's, he's getting was, all tech. You're <laughs> bobbing up and down quite the thing. I'll yeah, give you I'll that. Tell you what, I couldn't walk next day. I couldn't walk next day. Oh, hot, three hot bars I had that night, I'll tell you. Honestly, ridiculous. A man of your age and videos as DJs. Do you know what's worse about that, right? I thought I was brilliant, right? Marcus suit didn't even fit him and nobody's mentioned his white suit. You can't see his fingers. Have a look <laughs> at the length of his sleeves. 
He's, he's borrowed borrowed, borrowed suit. He's doing there. Anyway, he's like, it's the last time I'll mention he's, it. He's having a go at his co-stars now. It's the last time I'll mention it for now. Giving it to Travolta, Kenny uh, Lee Roberts, YouTube it, uh, and tell me if the performance by the DJ is the worst thing you've ever laid eyes on or not. That's all I've got. That's the challenge for you. I can't believe we got to half four before mentioning that. I totally I forgot about it. it up my sleeve. Oh, I've just ha- been waiting patiently What did the family think? It was the family oh, saw <laughs> We're having a DJ night Have you, have you showed it to the gran? No kid? No I've no, not showed it disgusted. to Roger Hanna sent me it early yesterday morning As soon as it As soon as it was published I had no idea that was going out there I have no idea oh, But I'll tell you All kidding aside It's a catchy number Brilliant Martin says Wish I hadn't gone on YouTube <laughs> There's a lot of dodgy stuff on YouTube and That's the dodgiest <laughs> It's the worst thing I love that. <laughs> any upcoming <laughs> videos have you? Have you got any other offers in the pipeline? I think me and Bowie could maybe join up for a wee set one night. Honestly, of the, the club. Fife today, you've made the X Wraith Rover striker Gordon DL turns DJ in new music video. Where's that Fife? What, is that a paper? Fife? You should know. That would have been the, the local paper to you at Wraith Rovers. Oh my. And for Gordon, the shoot was so much fun He reckons it's the closest he's come to feeling like he did When scoring goals in his changes <laughs> Who said no. that? Is, Is that, that a quote? quote? No, it's not a direct quote But I'm trying to figure yeah, I'll hold on a minute there are, there, Is that a quote? There are quotes Come on, yes Be honest you, Whatever I'm about to read, you didn't say, did you? You just, you just said to somebody Attribute some quotes to me There's no way you've said this well, I don't give us it, Gordon. Let's hear it. What we got here? Are there no goals coming in? No. <laughs> Let's hear the quotes. I love all kinds of music, believe it or not. <laughs> it's a good album and a good song. I really enjoyed the song. I really enjoyed being part of the video as well. It doesn't even read like an actual quote. <laughs> it was something that was outside right my comfort zone. Oh, it gets better. It gets way better. <laughs> I've been asked to do a couple of other things like <laughs> like TV sort of comedy. <laughs> well, that's true. And I didn't do that. I thought maybe this isn't me, but I just decided I may as well go give it a try, see how I feel. I've got oh, to say, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Every minute of it. There you go. That's <laughs> my agent. And finally, I miss the buzz of playing football. No, you don't. No, don't. And always scoring goals in front of big crowds. <laughs> when I walked away from that video shoot that night, it was like going <laughs> back to that buzz that you've done something. Really enjoyed it and achieved something. So I would. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. The last line. So I would probably look at doing more acting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that's your choice. You, you are canvassing to do more music videos. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for myself. I would look to do more acting. Oh, I feel, I feel, I feel there's amazing. a yeah, there's a place in the market for me somewhere. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh my! Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you're trying to turn into an actor. <laughs> Sixty-one. <laughs> it really unreal. is Joey from Friends meets Ronald Villiers, oh, isn't it? Goodness, I give my big break. You'll not be saying that, boy. Amazing. Any, really any goals? Anything you'd like Play. to share? Come on, you! I, I, I was praying for a goal at <laughs> and, and uh, when you need a goal most, they just don't arrive, yeah. do they? But 
Joey. <laughs> Oh, you get good feedback now to be fair Colin McKenzie says DJ Dazzler's got me in stitches Mark Russell my eyes are bleeding Give me a Dazzler <laughs> 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 Just now Oh brilliant Brilliant. I would probably look to do more <laughs> I bet you would there's a, lot of, there's a lot of producers out there Oh their ears are Perking uh, quick, up Quick the, Oh the Palmerston Palmer pet right. See you go He's in the serious football business. I know the acting business. Airdrie one, Queen of the South three, Rory Payton on 83 minutes, rounding things off, you would think. Oh, if they fall apart from here, he won't be happy. Oh, no, 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 but there's no chance of that. No, I've got that in the bag, yeah. Did I tell you about him the other night, though, when he was in? So he, I prepared for his appearance on, wed- uh, was it Wednesday night show? Um, by listening. No, it was a Monday with me. That's right. And he, he listened, he was, on a, he was on a podcast that I'd listened to that day. And he was giving it the whole serious management talk, you know, like he's been reading Pep's autobiography, obviously. And he was asked what what his non-negotiables as a manager were. And he said punctuality. And mm. I nearly crashed my car because <laughs> he's never here on time. And that very night he arrived at one minute to six. So he's got some cheek yeah. to demand that those Queen of the South players turn up on time. But there we are. Hypocrite. Yeah, certainly is. Certainly is. He can't. No, he's just outside the playoffs, is he? Mm. Can he make it? No, he's... Left it too late So that'll take them up to 51 Well, yeah Will they? We have a game to play They're on 51 Alwa are winning Yeah, no, they're gone Six points behind Alwa The Queen's part look gone Says David Friel Katongo missed They look gone That's not ideal Need to pick themselves back up And try and do it the hard way Or the harder way Against Dundee on Friday Nervy air fans becoming a bit more vocal in that one as well. Surely time for the subkeeper to come on. Yeah. Outfield for Wraith Rovers. They've only got those two subs. For Queen's Park, here's a scenario. Do you think it's a better situation now? If they had won today and you go into that game against Dundee Point. thinking you need a draw, do you go about your business a bit differently? I don't know, and Coyle might tell you that. No. No. I would rather go on knowing a point or a victory Obviously Yeah I I appreciate Mark Wilson's attempts At mental (laughs) gymnastics here But that would give them two outcomes That would win them the league How could the other scenario be more desirable Mm -hmm. than that? Well at least they're just concentrated (laughs) in one (laughs) One outcome (laughs) instead of two (laughs) One one win in the last seven games That tells you all you need to know Queen's Park (laughs) Collapsed Hmm Mm, Colin makes a very good point Apparently if you're open to doing more work Why have you done the whole video in disguise? Because it's quite hard to tell that it's you Look, when I turn up there The producer tells me This is your your role Because so, you, you're a professional Professional so you just do what you're, do what you're Right, doing. and when I, when I go bigger I'll probably make Start throwing them, your weight yeah, around a bit Big decisions Of course I will yeah, Okay <laughs> Um, right, any goals that go in late would be dramatic, you'd have to say. Partick Thistle are probably done 2 0 up Queen's Park. What they would give even for an equaliser just now just changed even just the psychological complexion of things. If Air were to concede, that would be a huge blow to them against a team that's really not going for anything either in Wraith Rovers. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting finish. Where are we? In the, let's, will we round off the teaser? Yeah. yeah, I think we should probably do it now, Hugh, just in case. Yeah. The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news and opinion online
I have played alongside Stephen Fletcher, Stephen Naismith and Ryan Fraser at club and international level. I was managed by Mick McCarthy at two different English clubs and I scored four times in my Scotland career. I am... Christoph Berra Christoph Berra now on David Martindale's coaching staff at Livingston I met him in Glasgow Central Station last week if anyone cares if that adds anything to your experience but it's Christoph Berra you got that extremely quickly Mark Wilson what gave it away uh, Mick McCarthy yeah I was thinking down south and the Fletcher and the, the you know why I, I think it was around my time I was at Bristol City he was there so that's what kind of there we go, Christoph Berra. Not like you to lose out. You're usually quite good at the Who Am I? All credit to my fellow colleague. Yeah, yeah it was quick today. He was on the. He was on the marks. The Dazzlers now thinking about the Baftas. You know, mm-hmm. he's Scott Wright wants you deported back to the United States of Arab. Mm. <laughs> uh, There's not much love out there for me. Pod, no, Podzog, Podzog says, "Hey, just listen to that song. It was magic." There you go. Well done. Ah, you listened to the song. Oh, yeah. He didn't say anything about the, the creepy DJ. <laughs> I feel I feel I'm a part of the team. What was your name? Did you have a DJ name or a Dazzler? No, no, DJ Daz. I mean yeah, it's a bit easy, isn't it? No, nah, well it's good. It's not it's not the worst. <laughs> mm. I'm a bit too late. I, I think there was a career there in the making. Never too late. Never. No, thanks. So. No, don't don't let us crush your dreams. I wouldn't. I'd feel terrible if I felt that we had we had been the ones to burst your bubble, so to speak. If you want to try and become an actor, you go for it, and we'll be. <laughs> I can't. I was trying. <laughs> I was trying. You give me all the support. We'll give you all the support that you need. Will you still come in the Saturday? Oh no, nah, be too big, man. Uh, right, still no late drama. I don't know if we're going to get it. I always live in hope. And I oh, fuck with the seagulls who taking their. I know, the foot's off the pedal now Still Unprofessional st- Stuck at six, yeah Taking their wings off the gas <laughs> Only six up against Wolves What is that Roberto de Berzi know? What a job he's done Oh, incredible Keep seeing It's like every, who, Who's the guy that scored the other night again? Um, Bonanotti Something yeah, like that yeah. And everyone was on tw- going, Who's this guy now? Where do they keep uh-huh. producing these these players from Who come in and and make an impact but anyway your grandchildren will be happy at the moment I keep watching that video printer in my updates and listening in my ear just to see if we're getting anything I just need to tell the grandchildren do not call after 10 o'clock tonight when Willie's are on at uh, Glastonbury just phone your granny in the morning ah, phone off the hook you, you're, yeah. a, you're a landline man you just leave it off the hook yeah. remember that <laughs> you still got a landline here yeah of course he does <laughs> <laughs> you can't use that do you of course to phone who? Why? You've got a mobile. To phone other people with landlines. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> you don't. Is landlines not getting done away with? Did I not hear that? I, no I, I don't have one. I don't know. Well, Google that, Hugh, because you might have oh, to where, change your phone. Google it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you need to use the works computer. <laughs> uh, Landliner. Right. Well, you'll be at nine o'clock tomorrow. I'll be plenty of time. I told you we've lived in the same flat for nine years, and the alarm goes off at seven o'clock every morning. And you don't know how to turn it off. I don't know how to turn it off, no. <sighs> For nine, nine years. years. <laughs> Do you never feel like a lion? <laughs> uh, sometimes I have to disable the, the what do you call it? It's a, a bedside cassette player. Uh, CD player. <laughs> that sounds oh, modern CD technology. Player. It's a bedside CD player and also an alarm. So I need to pull the plug out the wall. Right, if it's quarter to five and we're talking about Hugh Keevan's cassette player, it tells you that there's no late drama in any of the games. There is still time. We're not finished yet. 
uh, in added time but of course there's no board in the championship to tell you how long I don't think um, I think we're, we're done I think we're, that, that's the the story at all three grounds now it's an A United home win a Morton home win and a Partick Thistle home win well we'll see certainly David Field telling us they're in added time there and that's the one that's got the big knock on effect at the top of the table it will be celebrated by Morton fans but every bit as much by Dundee fans as well every time somebody at the top of the championship presents an opportunity to the other team they don't seem to take it mm. and that's been the story so I can't believe that Dundee top of the table against struggling Cove at home and they've moved a point closer yeah. to the title uh, with Queen's Park having failed to capitalise or so it would seem this afternoon they were a goal up as well but Morton have turned it around 2-1 to the good and next week is going to be blockbuster it's a Friday night as well and of course the title race will demand a lot of the attention but you're going to have to spread yourself across all the fixtures because uh, there's, a, there's something happening something at stake in pretty much them all so we look forward to it a great deal and uh, like I said still hard to tell exactly because there is no no board to tell you how long is added on but I do suspect David will be one of the first ones we started a bit later didn't we at Partick Thistle good win for them Mark by terrific. the looks of it <clears throat> yeah terrific because pressure's on them also um, and I keep going back to Chris Doolan and the effect that he's had on this team yet yeah, I understand that he got a lot of players who were injured probably back in the mix and that's helped him along the way but he's dealt with it terrifically well for his first mm. job in management in a good spot now I realised we got so distracted by Christoph Berra I didn't tell you who got it right we oh. just said that Christoph Berra was the answer so well done to Scott Connie in third place Ethan was second fastest and Craig Meikle was rapid with his Christoph Berra shout and is the winner of the second half teaser thank you very much and we'll do the same again next week added time as well at Somerset Spoil sport, Wraith Rovers not bringing on the sub-goalie. Yeah. Uh, outfield, we were... Big result for you. Um, everything to play for next Friday. We're also concentrating at the top of the league, but look at the bottom. I know. A broth, Cove, Hamilton fighting for their survival. I quite like two spots as well. Yeah. That You know, that the introduction of the playoffs. I mean, Hamilton Ackies were the first beneficiary in a, in a wonderful and dramatic way, you know, coming up to the top That's flight, right. beating Hibs. And that penalty shootout at Easter Road, and um, it just adds a great deal of tension, doesn't it? At both ends, next it does. Week. It's brilliant. It's been a brilliant championship. Um, people can detract from it and say, "Well, oh, the lack of quality," and that's maybe why teams only run away. But I think it's competitive, both ends of the table. I like the thought of the Friday yeah. night fixture list. I, I do. I really like that. I think fans will enjoy that. And there you are. So heading into next week I've been banging on about it all week long Because I thought it was important But Fraser Wishart quite rightly pointing out to me That still Still On the last day of the season In the final round of fixtures Only Wraith Rovers have nothing to play for Remarkable Every single team Could go up Or down Apart from Wraith Rovers And it all comes down to 90 minutes Incredible Incredible that, that you Magic you, isn't it? You run 36 games And that's the outcome So I would rather a competitive league than a league that was done and dusted at the top and bottom weeks ago. All day long. All done at Capelo. Uh, it is indeed. It's full time there. Let's go and speak to David Friel. 
full-time Gordon Morton to Queen's Park 1. Queen's Park are undoubtedly the story. They have blown the chance to go top of the league and in a final day decide they were to indeed. But let's give lots of credit to Dougie Emery and these Morton players. What an ovation they're getting just now. Effie Ambrose, an unused sub. He's leading the celebrations. High-fiving everybody, cuddling everybody. They were absolutely outstanding and they still have hopes of making the playoffs after a really deserved win. Back to Queen's Park, they would have needed just a point against Indy next week to win promotion had they won this game. Instead, they now need to win on Friday night to take the title and promotion to the Premiership. Nothing else will do. On Coyle, I think it's fair to say they've taken that scenario at the start of the season, but his side will need to be much better than they showed here and in the last few weeks as it all comes down to that final game. As I said, Morton were really, really good. They could have been ahead. They should have been ahead for Robbie Crawford and Robin Muirhead before Malachy Boateng's opener in 32 minutes for Queen's Park. Crystal Palace only still has so much to do but he curled a brilliant shot in at the corner from about 16 yards from the angle of the box Morton come straight back Robbie Muirhead a really good chance Crawford again fired wide but then they got the equaliser just in the stroke of half time Marcel Oakley he was rash he brought down Jai Katongo on the stroke of half time and Grant Gillespie did the rest from the spot Queen's Park to be fair came out well at the start of the second half they were bright Jack Thompson had a chance but Morton always looked likely and Robbie Crawford he covered every blade of grass that he got the goal he deserved in 65 minutes George Oakley he pulled his hamstring making the pass but he sent him clean through there was still a lot of work to do but Robbie Crawford just dinked the ball over Brian Shrek what a goal it was after that Morton could have added to the tally Jai Katongo went through he fired right but they're looking really good form going into that final match with Cove and as I said if they win that match and in the next draw with here they can still snatch a playoff spot as for Queen's Park they have plenty to ponder obviously they still have a chance to the title but they need to be so much better full time Morton 2 Queen's Park 1 huge blow for Queen's Park but as you can hear the capital faithful happy with what they saw it's finished at Somerset Park as well Fraser United won with Rovers nil. You can probably still hear some here. United fans applauding three or four minutes after the end of the game. Probably more in relief than anything else, but the team have got that victory to keep the playoff hopes in their own hands. Performance doesn't matter at this time of the season. It's about the result and here. Not at their best, but deserve to win. And a Frankie Massonda header in the second half. The difference enables them to have a huge game in Inverness next week. It's a strange, lacklustre first half performance. I mean, they didn't get going at all. Paddy Redding with inches wide from 25 yards. Then Sam Ashford actually hit the post from a similar distance with his left foot the best chance fell to Deepo Akinyemi their top scorer who somehow managed to turn a low driven cross from Mullen over the bar from six yards looked easier to score and depleted Wraith defended well tidying the ball but rarely threatened Charlie Albinson's goal throughout the game Ian Murray been happy at the break but I think Lee Bullen looking for far more urgency in the second half and he got that in the first 20 minutes of the second half which was key to their victory Ashford headed a Mullen cross inches wide just seconds into the half then Mullen himself shot just over from 20 yards as air looked far more promising and no surprise when the only goal of the game came in 58-4 minutes it was a corner to the back post it was half cleared that fell to Sean McGinty the centre back who drove the ball back into the 6 yard box and it was his fellow centre back Frankie Massonda who threw himself at the ball to head it high into the back of the net to the relief of the Area United fans you could see even the players felt much better after this it was all Area United in attack a great save by Jamie McDonald to tip over a fierce Akinyemi 25 yard shot then Chris Maguire with a free kick that was tipped over by the Wraith keeper Wraith with nine players out from the first team had played well but Ian Murray couldn't make any change only one sub outfield player Greg Young who came on for McGill but they had the one chance to get the equaliser deep corner by Ross Millen Reese McAleer the Air United midfield player headed the ball towards his own goal inexplicably it hit Andy Murdoch on the line claims for handball by Wraith Rovers 
but the ball was clear. But Ayr just couldn't get the second goal to kill the game. There, the Ayr fans towards the end, knowing an equaliser would be disastrous for their team's promotion hopes. Mikey Hewitt hit the post to head from a corner, and then Akinyemi, who was close all day, did really well in the inside left position and shot across the face of goal, beat the goalkeeper, but it was inches wide. But doesn't matter to Ayr United, a big three points for them. They're up to fourth, and it sets up a huge game next Friday in Inverness. A win, and they're definitely in the Premiership players. Full time at Somerset Park, United 1, Wraith Rovers 0. Huge afternoon all around the Championship and beyond. It's not over yet at Firhill. I don't think there's much suspense to be had. I think Partick Thistle certainly look like they're cruising to victory, which gives them a big boost in their promotion hopes and makes life more difficult for our growth at the bottom. Just waiting on the nod from Dave Galloway to tell me it's full time why don't you get your calls in just now on the open line that might be an idea 01419511025 it is finished at Firhill Dave yeah party thistle to our broth nil an early threat from our broth Hilson was put through on goal and as he tried to lob Mitchell the two collided but both were okay fortunately both sides having a go in a pretty open first half homekeeper Mitchell did well to keep out O'Brien's effort following a corner kick and at the the other end, Gaston looked very lively to deny Turner on the angle from a few yards out. But in the 40th minute, it was 1-0 to the Jags. Lovely cross from Lawless and Turner stooped to head home. Into the second half, Graham had a chance to make it 2-0. Gaston saving his 10-yard shot with his legs after Tiffany's drive was blocked. Abrotho went straight upfield and Hetherington thundered in a long-range shot, which was tipped over by Mitchell. But the Jags doubled the lead on 61 minutes minutes through Turner once again a really nice composed finish to convert Tiffany's pass the home team certainly in the driving seat now and Gaston with an impressive double save to keep out Ted Doherty's long range drive then Turner's follow up and Gaston made a superb reflex save to deal with Brownlee's header from a corner however Abroth kept plugging away they kept at it and O'Brien's back post header from uh, Allen's free kick was brilliantly saved by Mitchell Mullen came close to another for the host in injury time his low shot going just past the post but all in all a huge win for Thistle as they push for the playoffs but are both not safe from the drop just yet Partick Thistle 2 are both nil well, what a day it's been in the Championship. If you have any thoughts on those games, those results, now is the time to share them. I've got a funny feeling many of you want to talk about a certain Scottish Cup semi-final that's taking place tomorrow. So let's do it. It is your final chance, your last chance to have your say on here ahead of the game. We want the lot. We want your predictions, your bravado. Who's the favourites? Who are the underdogs? Who's the pressure on? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? All of the usual stuff the night before a big game but this is the last chance 0141 951 1025 Call us now And we'll speak to you next After the action It's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans are here and they're looking for you to join them on the phones of course 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB if you want to look back on this afternoon's action then you're probably a championship fan I'm thinking Morton, Partick Thistle, Ayr maybe Queen's Park disappointment have you blown it? what do you think? give us all your thoughts on today's action 
And tomorrow Hugh Keevens always talks about sleepless nights Before games like this Some of you maybe just stay up deliberately And start the build up So Rangers against Celtic Half past one tomorrow afternoon Your last chance Your final opportunity To have your say On how you think the game will go I think it's the biggest Celtic Rangers Rangers Celtic game for years Because of what's at stake For one club The treble For another club the chance to make sure you do not end the season trophyless at a time when you've hit a barren spell against Celtic, when the manager is having attention drawn to him and what he does in these Celtic games, I think tomorrow at Hamden is huge. Can't disagree with that. I totally agree with you. I think just because of the nature of the game, how important it is, um, I think we'll be in for a fantastic football match Exciting uh, I hope we're talking about the football match after it Gordon uh, The entertainment value as well Not the fact of VAR or referees decisions But I just think it's so exciting And I'm mm. I'm really looking forward to this one Especially because of Hugh uh, highlighted there The importance of the game is huge Yeah I agree with you but the two guys here, and I think everybody will be the same. These games are always huge, always. But w- particularly when it comes to Hamden, now we've seen game at Hamden recently where it was a cup final. But this again, huge significance for both. Hugh's right. The the treble is almost in Celtic's clutches of the win, and Rangers defending champions. Michael Beale wants to win his first trophy, so everything that's connected with the fixture is massive. And for the players, then Daz is right also. Let's hope it's a better spec to go or a better first 45 than we witnessed at Hamden in the cup final. I'm sure it will because what we saw at Celtic Park a couple of weeks ago was enthralling. Let's hope it matches that. Let's get stuck in then. 0141951 Kevin is in Stirling from a Rangers perspective. Kevin, how important is tomorrow? Well, good, good evening. Good afternoon, boys. I'd like to say I hope it'll be a good game. Hope we have a I hope what. But the best team wins, and I just hope there's no carry on for tomorrow. Let's make it a good game for us to remember. Yes, we just got something to, to aim for to win a seventeen in Scottish Cup. So there's a trying to win the treble. But I'm a reason for I hope my team can do well and make us proud and make the supporters proud. And and that I was doing, that's all I want to say. Yeah, I mean there's and, always the tangible stuff, Hugh, which yeah. is a place in the final. It's very simple That's the tangible stuff But there's so much other Stuff that goes around the fixture like this You know Kevin's talking about Rangers making him Proud For Rangers it's a It's also you know It's a sign of progress It's a sign Celtic aren't going to have it their own way It's a sign that if Michael Beale Can get a pre-season And can get players in That maybe they're heading in the right direction uh, For Celtic It is It's a it's a foot on your opponent to keep them down where where they've been for yeah. for the rest of the season. It's a sign that your dominance is going to continue, all that sort of stuff. So there, there's various subplots going on. Kevin's last words there were, don't let us down, us being the Rangers supporters, Kevin being one of them. Uh, and I, that's absolutely true. But what you're dealing with here, I think, is a Michael Beale version of Rangers that Michael Beale knows won't exist next season he's got to persevere with a team who have been found wanting against Celtic on a regular basis and he knows it won't resemble his team next season there'll be comings and goings Uh, but 
This game at Hamden and the one at Ibrox after the split, they are so important in terms of his reputation because he can't go on not beating Celtic no matter which version of Rangers is out there. I fully accept that the team that plays Celtic tomorrow will not look anything like that next season, but that's his problem to deal with. Nothing to do with Celtic. They'll simply go out and do what they always do. So it's vital for Michael Beale, I think, that he shows that he can stop fans like Kevin feeling that they have been let down. That's his task tomorrow. Yeah, I totally agree because with Michael Beale coming in just at the start of December, I say it's quite unusual for a manager to come into this sort of environment and have five of these games in such a short space of time. Now, the one that got away was the one at Ibrox, his first one, where he must have thought they were over the line and Celtic pinned him back. But there was no great kind of outcry about that. Okay, you had your complaints from some fans that Rangers were soft in the closing stages and they got his subs wrong, but everybody saw it as progress. They didn't lose the game, they were on the upward trajectory. But then when you lose Celtic Park and you lose a cup final, and then you've got this crucial one, if you lose again, it doesn't really much matter which way the fifth one goes. A lot of Rangers fans are already thinking, like Q has put it, our manager struggles to beat Celtic. And I get that it's not his squad that he's assembled and he's only signed two players, but sometimes managers have to deal with what's in front of them and get the best out of the players. That's why he was brought in also. So that's why the pressure sits, must sit heavy on Michael Beale's shoulders and he must expect a better outcome than he's had in the previous three or four games. Yeah, um, it's well documented that obviously when he came in, the gap, the points, everything wasn't his watch. But the most important thing for him is he's now facing Celtic and probably the most important game of his manager, short manager career. And if you're a manager of Rangers, you've got to try. And look, we, we laugh and joke, and it's very hard to disagree with you. I know what he's saying. You've got to try and give Inverness a bit of respect. But it'd be a monster of a shock that if Inverness went on to win the Scottish Cup. But you, as a Rangers manager, have got to really stop a potential treble tomorrow against Celtic. And also, like a striker when you get into these games, you want to get that monkey off your back with a goal. And I think Michael Beale doesn't want to come away from Hamden mm-hmm. with another hard luck story tomorrow. He has got to try and get something. Mm, thank you to Kevin, who was on the line there on 01419511025. Let's bring in Ian, who's a Celtic fan. I mean, Ian, I imagine most Celtic fans are confident, but I wonder how confident. How would you sum it up? Uh, Celtic Rangers season. Um, and I'm hoping it's going to be a blockbuster. But um, I heard the, the three boys, oh, sorry, guys. Hi, Gordon, Gordon, Hugh, and Mark. When you want um, to just carry on, but honestly, I, I don't even say hello to these guys when they come in. Ian. Just carry on with your right, point. Uh, you, were, you were ticking along uh, nicely. So, as I say, the, the, three, the three players um, mentioned earlier uh, in Angie's press conference. Uh, Hatate, Jota and Abada um, I think one of you mentioned the other night that Hatate's been out since 18th of March that was a, was a Hibs game I think he's mentioned it on Thursday night I think so yeah uh, it's, it's a long time but if they're fit play them um, but you've got a boy there 
who is ideal replacement for Hitati, and it's Tomoki Awata, um, who was a player of the year in the G League last year. Um, you've got a midfield three of him, uh, if Hitati doesn't make it, on the bench probably. Uh, who do you call him? Matt O'Reilly and Callum McGregor. Right, so you think, Hita- um, you think Iwata only plays if Hitati doesn't make it. So who's nailed on, O'Reilly and McGregor? Uh, I would go with O'Reilly and McGregor because Aaron Moy, I didn't think, was too uh, too tidy. And I don't think he was fit enough, the, 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 three, the 3-2 game, Gordon. Um, and your back four, and, uh, including your goalkeeper, speaks for itself. Uh, and up top, Abada, is he fit enough to play? Throw him in because he gives Barisic plenty of headaches. Uh, Jotter on the other side, and the, the what do you call it? The talisman through the middle, uh, and Kyogo through the hashi. Give me your Celtic midfield with and without Rio Hitati, Mark. Obviously, McGregor, Hitati, Moy. Interesting I don't think Moy has Come back Looking Anything like the Moy Who Went out injured um, So I, I think his place Would be in doubt First of all In terms of fitness To, to Iwata or O'Reilly uh, I'd have O'Reilly hmm. um, First of all Ange Postacoglu Will know exactly Who is Fit enough to play And who Should be held in reserve um, Hatati Looks Such a naturally Fit guy To me That uh, as long as he's trained well Ange Postacoglu will put him in I would take issue with Ian in one point When he says that um, Iwata is the ideal replacement for Hatati. I think Iwata is Hatati light He's not as good a player as Hatati. He's also a bit different isn't he? You know, mm. I get what Ian, Ian makes a comparison yeah. But yeah. stylistically they are a bit different Yeah I think they are um, I think you'll see the best of him next season I think he looks a very very Good accomplished player, Gordon. Tomorrow, you're asking Mark there. I I I know the argument against Aaron Moy, but I do not think that you can hold it against Aaron Moy for that one game in the three-two. Now he had one of those games that every player in his career, no matter who you play with, mm. has had one. Is it right? just that game though, or is he, you no. know if that if that was if that was one game in amongst a really good run of form? Well, I, th- I, I think he's just... I'm not got... saying he's been bad, by the way, but just... No, he's not been bad. And O'Reilly, O'Reilly for months, was, was off the pace. But he's starting to find his way back. Very talented players. Players take dips. It's just how he looks at the sharpness tomorrow. Me, personally, I think I think uh, Moy's tailor-made for these games. I think he's he takes the ball in tight positions. I think he can see the passes. If he's fit enough, I would be going with Moy, Hatate and McGregor. I mean, recent. But the thing that's confusing me as to why you're both so convinced is just recent history. That's the last two games in a row. A row Aaron Moy's been available, but he's been on the bench, and it's been McGregor, Iwata, and O'Reilly. Which doesn't it not just suggest that that's what's going through Ange Postecoglou's mind. Actually, the, la- the last game, obviously, that against Motherwell and Kilmarnock, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So I, again, I think it's. That says horses for courses. I, I mean, think Moy. In fact, that, and that was the same midfield as well against Ross County. I think, I think Moy, like Daz says, is designed for these games. Let's let's not get carried away with his absolute howler in the last game. He has been 
tremendous since he came back for the World Cup. He dictates games. I think he's got a good relationship with McGregor. I think I don't think that's lost in Ange Postacoglu. I don't think you know there's anything behind why he didn't play those two games. I think when it comes to the big games, he starts. So, but that but that's that's my call. But what Ange Postacoglu's got, we always say, is options. Mm. If he doesn't think Moy's trained as a standout this week, then he looks at a water. He looks at Riley and puts him in. I don't think Matt Riley's a bad replacement, but I just think Moy, with his experience and what he's brought the second half of the season, I think I, I think Riley's starting to slowly get back to that that bit of form. Uh, he he lost it there for a, f- a few months. He really did. He was off it a little bit. But listen, every player that happens to you throughout your career, it's the sign of a good player. Is then you start to work at it and you get back into the form that. Everybody knows you're capable of and obviously Matt O'Reilly is a very talented football player. The great thing for Ange Postacoglu is if he's sitting there tonight in the hotel and he's looking and thinking, I've got a fit squad, mm-hmm. he's got a terrific headache. Absolutely. And by the way, this is just, I'm just countering your argument. I've known nothing against Aaron Moy. Just bringing up the facts mm-hmm. of the last five games, he started one and it was the, the Rangers game. Um, so just one because if you, if if Atati is fit, you've got a scenario then where Iwata and O'Reilly are both kind of, you know, kind of dropping out. And you just wonder if they've done and both done enough wrong for that. I don't think it's even about that. I don't think it's about who's done enough wrong. I think it's who's the strongest for that particular game and occasion. Um, and I think when you look at the previous games, he started with Moy at Celtic Park. He started with Moy at Hamden. Um, Moy made the difference when he came on against Rangers at Ibrox that's when the game swung in Celtic's favour I think Ange Postacoglu is a manager that looks at all that as a whole rather than who did I pick last week yeah. and did we do well enough Ian how you know we we get a wide range of opinions on here from fans who think cause I think everyone acknowledges Celtic are favourites but we get fans who think it's going to be you know easy or convincing or how do you see it going uh, anything can happen Gordon it's a uh... It's the biggest, it's the biggest game in the world. Anything can happen. Uh, a refereeing decision. No, I mean, obviously, you've you, all spoke about VAR since it came in. Um, I just hope the referee has a good game, like Nick Walsh did have in the, the was it a League Cup final? Yep. Um, and <laughs> to be honest with you, apart from naming a man of a match player, I, I thought Nick Walsh was really good. Um and it was a, a game, it was to, to and thrown until Rangers scored the goal and they had the upper hand. They, they were in the ascendancy because I heard Shoe talking about it weeks and weeks ago. But they never scored the goal. I think if they'd have scored the goal, they would have finished wrong. But Celtic looked as if they could have scored another three or four. I think Ian underlines the point I always make that this game is a separate life form. We can say whatever we like about team selection, recent form, what's at stake. Talk about anything you like. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I, on the basis of the last game they played against each other, the biggest danger to Celtic is James Tavernier because he came within inches mm. of scoring a hat-trick. A full-back nearly get a hat-trick. Um, and you know his dead ball kicking is out of this world. So Celtic would have to be wary of conceding fouls in a Tavernier area. Uh, he got a good header. To score the last time And with another header He very nearly got his hat-trick So Separate life form mm. Anything could happen 
and um, you don't know who's going to be the hero of the hour. It might even be Rangers right back. Yeah, I mean, Mark, we did say earlier, we're now at the stage where it's not really debatable, you know, kind of who the favourites are or who the, the dominant team domestically is this season because the league table tells you that, the head-to-heads tell you that. But the, the recent track record is quite interesting because Celtic, like I say, dominant team in the fixture, but now the last seven meetings have either... Sorry, in the last seven Six of them have either been A share of the spoils Or it's been won by one goal mm-hmm. The outlier is the 4-0 oh, no. at the start of the season Of course that Of course that is the case um, But you know you look. It started heading that way at the end of last season 2-1 Celtic in the league one all uh, in the, the league as well 2-1 Rangers in the cup I mentioned the outlier, the 4-0 But again 2-2 in the league 3-2 in the league 2-1 to Celtic in the league cup So it, it's still It's a phrase I used In the build up to the last game It's still the first best team Versus the second best team It, it still Should If both teams turn up Should be relatively close Of course it should be yeah, And that's the way it's Well historically Almost always been And the time I was playing It was always like that And the odd 3-0 Or whatever it was Was the exception um, And it has got tighter uh, The margins are very very small um, so you'd expect similar tomorrow. What's gone is the days gone by where we would have callers calling up and saying, "I think Celtic will win this five 0 well, st- I still think there's a le- that level you of confidence so? out there among some Celtic fans. I think it's got to be minimised now from what we used to get because the gap was that big. You know, in the Brendan Rodgers days, and even just after that, mm. it was there was a, a real optimism that Celtic just had to turn up didn't they have to play their best and they would take whatever they wanted off Rangers is there still, Celtic fans the, got to believe that's the, not the case still the potential there though let's say Rangers are, are a, a, a little bit or a decent bit below par and then Celtic are bang at it and there would still be scope for that wouldn't there well in September is that when the 4-0 game was that showed that when Celtic get on top and they're clinical and they take their chances which they did that day then they are unstoppable and it could have been anything that day remember but Rangers, you're right. In terms of the ability of players that Celtic face week in, week out in the Premiership, of course the Rangers players are their closest competitors that way, so it should be competitive. I don't expect anything different tomorrow. I think it will be a close game. I don't think it will be any runaway uh, victors in it. You all say that, but I wonder if I ask you for your pre-match predictions tomorrow. See if any of you say 2-0, 3-0, I'm going to hold you to this. I'm going to remember for the first time what you've been saying all week. Yeah, um, the last few games have been tight. Um, look, I agree with what Hugh says about this this fixture. It'd be very hard to put up an argument to say that Celtic going in here is not, not favourites to win the game. You can understand the confidence of the Celtic supporters, 100%. You know, you look at Rangers supporters, where's the argument to say, we're going in here and we're going to beat Celtic? The reason being is, you quite rightly say, Gordon, it's first against Celtic, Two very good squads. Celtic find the way to win, but a semi final, packed Hamden. This is anybody's game. I, I and I think the call is right there. A decision, a sending off, a, a a rash decision made by an individual can turn these games. But Fraser Wisher, I thought made a great point this afternoon. I totally understand it, and I totally un, uh, think he's right. I think if Rangers are going to get anything, they've got to score the first goal for me. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you, Ian. Remember, this is your last chance to have your say pre-match ahead of the big one tomorrow. So let's do it. The 
games are over, the talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel are here. 0141-951-1025. And we're building up to the big one tomorrow. Looking back on today's action as well. Remember, whoever does come out on top between Rangers and Celtic will meet Inverness. They beat Falkirk 3-0 in semi-final one at the National Stadium and on we go until tomorrow. Incidentally, Gordon, there has been a lot of talk. I think someone brought it up briefly earlier about the pitches and you remember mm. when the, the scheduling was drawn, people were very concerned about this and such as our insular world here demanding that Falkirk and Vernet just, just move that somewhere else yeah. and protect the pitch. Unless I'm missing something because it's not always easy to tell on TV. But I thought it looked all right today. Come First it. thing I looked at, Gordon, um, near the end of the game, because usually <clears throat> if it had been a bit soft, it cuts up in places. There'll be no excuses tomorrow. The pitch looks very good indeed. I think th- I think that will suit both sets of players, obviously. Uh, like I say, Mark, sometimes we, we overanalyse these things. Maybe on the day you've, when you're there, it, it just looks a bit different. I'm not going to go... On here and promise everyone that it's going to be absolutely immaculate tomorrow But I just haven't heard any complaints Haven't heard any early worries on that front Yeah, and that's positive Because I do think we're right to highlight it Because it is our, our national stadium Showpiece occasions on And for years it's just not been good enough When it's been called upon But today, I thought it did look pretty much perfect Daz is right at the end of the game You saw some of the... The build-up play for Inverness and some of the cr- chances they created, you know, looked fine. So, well done to the, the Hamden ground staff. And fingers crossed it's in good nick for tomorrow. Because both women's Scottish Cup semis were on it last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Saturday so. and Sunday. And we've had a lot of rain the last couple of days. There we go, that was your weather report. Anything yeah. else? <laughs> and Sporster Coglu and Michael Beale are agreed in one thing. Neither likes that pitch. However, it can't be relayed overnight. We have had a game on today. It will probably rain overnight. <laughs> uh, but when the final whistle blows, you're either in the cup final or you're not, and we'll start arguing about the pitch and the referee at 3.30 tomorrow. And anyway, what do you always say? You like your football? Yeah. Dark, dark dingy. Dark, sinister. He <laughs> <laughs> wants a bit of rain, some cloud, some yeah, thunder and lightning if he can. I, I'll be really disappointed if I wake up tomorrow and the sun is shining. <laughs> <laughs> this guy uh, yeah. up. Yeah, that was his facials when he said that I as know. well. Yeah, Did you see that? that? <laughs> I was watching a wee scrunch. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's bring in Paul, who's a Celtic fan from Hamilton. Similar question to the previous caller, Paul. I know all Celtic fans will be confident, but how confident? What are we talking? Four no. Comfortable four no. I think um, basically every panel. Uh, that's been on this week they're, they're trying to make a wee case for Rangers to how they can stop Celtic but I don't think they can I think Celtic are far too good far better players and midfield will totally run right in this game uh, I just think Celtic are going to be absolutely stunning tomorrow Why will this one be so much more convincing than most of the other head-to-head recently? Because obviously there was a 4-0 wasn't there in September but the three since have been won by a goal even the three before that were either won by a goal or, or shared the spoils why will this one be the be, be kind of buck part of that trend see but truthful see if you go back to these games Celtic could have easily been 2-3 nothing up quite early in these games if it were if it obviously kind of chances went a different way but tomorrow and with some of the stuff coming out with obviously kind of iBooks with Mr Beal and 
as we comments and his assistant, as we comments about coming for Celtic, I think Celtic will make a statement tomorrow. They may, you, they may well do, Hugh. I think you invited Paul to say what you said because you said it's your last chance. And the one characteristic of this particular fixture is that bravado always comes to the fore. I don't think Michael Beale has said anything in the lead up to this match that, that that's in any way controversial. His assistant did say things that that full thing was a bit strange. I wasn't couldn't it? understand it. I don't know what he's on about because Ange Postecoglou is also very very careful mm. what he says pre and post match. So I've no idea what, what the gentleman was going on about. Um, it is within Celtic's capabilities to win the match by four 0 Rangers, I think, would also need to contribute by having one of those days that they can have. They had one on the 3rd of September, all the way to the goalkeeper kicking the ball out to uh, David Turnbull, etc., etc. It's within Celtic's gift to win the match 4-0. However, you never know. You have to know what Ange Postacoglu's team is. You have to know what Michael Beale's team is. And I think given the nature of the afternoon, given that Celtic are trying to put one hand in a treble mm. and Rangers are trying to uh, end the season with a trophy rather than being trophy-less, I think it will be too tight for it to be that kind of 4-0 afternoon. Well, Paul thinks he's seen signs, Mark, in some of the previous head-to-heads that Celtic could have you know, run away with it early on. Is that, is that something you'd agree with? Mm. Not really, not in the recent ones, Paul, if I'm honest. I think going back to September, yes, and Celtic were clinical, and I said just moments ago that could have been anything that day. But I think in the other ones since then, yeah, Celtic took the league at Ibrox, but then kind of fell out of it towards the end of the, the half, and then Rangers had chances, and then the one at Celtic Park there, it was sort of in the mix, although Celtic might have been the better team, sort of in the mix. So I didn't see any team running away with it. Um, Look, I just set myself up because I, I said <laughs> there wouldn't be many fans I didn't think would come on and say it'd be 4 or 5 now. Paul's obviously entitled to that. I think the one thing is, right, and Hughes touched on it there, that Celtic have the capabilities to do that to anybody, mm. even two Rangers. But I just think uh, I won't so, be that sort of fair so, tomorrow. So to paraphrase, you can see Celtic winning, you can see Rangers winning, but there's only one team that's capable of doing it. Yes Convincingly Yeah yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I think that's fair yeah. I can follow that um, Paul Do you think Hitati will play And if so How important could that be? I think Hitati will play 100% I think he's fit enough He's trained all week um, He's probably been Kind of held back A wee bit for this game um, Because he didn't really Need to take the gamble away Obviously his fitness Or even another injury But Would you not agree That if we're all talking about James Tavernier himself quite a lot of night Being the Rangers Danger player player um, could maybe change it for Rangers if Celtic managed to take a, a bit clever and stop half playing how many players do you think Rangers need to stop to stop Celtic playing there's, there's no doubt that Celtic are by far the better side that's why uh, Michael Beale is preparing to dismantle the Rangers team and build a better one he knows that himself however such is the nature of the fixture tomorrow I just feel there's so much at stake for both that it's going to be tense, it's going to be frantic, and it's going to be close. By the time we come on air tomorrow, mm. we will know if Rio Hitati has made it. Paul points out quite rightly he's trained all week. Gordon, is that mm. is that significant? Does that does that suggest to you he will play? And Paul again maybe makes a fair point that 
he might even have been you know, able to, to start training a bit before that But you're not going to rush him back for the Motherwell game at home Although if I get a cynical wee dig in Maybe they would have won if he'd played Yeah and, you know, Let me away with that one um, But you know what I mean um, Is that possible? Oh, in my mind if, if Hatati's fit He's 100% starter um, but, I mean do you, think he, do you think he is Based on what you've heard yeah. you know, About this having yeah. trained all week? Yeah if he's trained all week Then I think he's ready to go Of course he is And if he's ready to go He's that important to Celtic He will certainly play Because he's a terrific footballer um, we've seen performances all season. Mm-hmm. He's in the running for me for for Player of the Year this year as well. So, I think that would be a great boost for Celtic. I really do. I think Hatati is so important. The aspect him. of Hatati, Abada, and Jota all being back and available for selection is that we now move into classic Ange Postecoglou territory. Where the starting 11 of course is important Because it's the one that Ange Postecoglou most believes in mm-hmm. But the five subs he uses Will, them will all game, be on he? Yeah they'll all be on And his choice has been expanded By the return of Atati, Jota and Abada Stylistically Mark Why is there so much clamour for I, I know Hatati is very good at football, right? So, But I mean in terms of what he offers That the others maybe don't or don't do as well as him what is it? What are those things? Because you're all sort of tossing a coin and saying, yeah, maybe Awata, Riley, and Moy. And yeah. There doesn't seem to be much fuss, but what is it in particular about Hitati? Well, all round game, you know, because he can. He's comfortable going forward as, he, as much as he is defending. I think his partnership, if I can call it a partnership, or, or rotations with Taylor on that side, um, got it down to a T. I think he covers Taylor as well, perfectly well, in possession. He is comfortable alongside McGregor. He adds an extra layer of comfort on the ball in midfield. He can take it from the back too. But it's that ability to make forward passes and to do it with pace. I think that stands out above anybody. And I I would probably even throw Cal McGregor in that. McGregor keeps the ball. He's a lovely player. Very rarely gives it away. But Hitati is the one that always looks to go forward. And if that's first time round the corner, we... Well I harped on about the one at Hamden We're sitting at a great vantage point It's fed into him He's got his back to his striker Kyogo And he manages to swivel and turn that round the corner The difference from that To a midfielder Who passes it sideways Or backwards Is huge And it's a real driving point in Celtic That they can turn defence into attack So quickly And he adds goals I'm glad you said that Mark That's the point I was going to make On top of that He can add goals to his game He's an all-round uh, player. Um, let's not be kidded here. I think, uh, I remember going last year with Mark to Fur Park and we just sat and watched him. His positions he takes up is incredible. He's a very intelligent footballer. He's got great ability. He can open you up with a pass. He can score goals. He's um, he's a terrific talent. And see that, I mean, Paul mentions Kyogo and how he's the obvious danger man. Five goals against Rangers. That, that, that trio, Hitati, Abada, Jota... All done it in this fixture as yeah. well. How is, is that an extra level of importance? Of course it is. Yeah, you've got players who who know the way to the goal, and you've got a variety of them. You are not just relying on Kyogo. You're not just relying on Jota to dig it away. Any one of them on their day can can be the match winner, and that's a huge thing to have in a team. And you've got four or five match winners in comparison to one. Then pff, I know where I'd rather. What team I'd rather be on. Jota, Abada, they think they'll both play as well. Paul, have you? I mean, Maeda tends to get the nod in big fixtures like this as well. How do you see the attack 
lining up? I think I think we're far too much for him, and I think last night's show basically proved this. Um, I actually turned the show off after, and I, I see this on the phone then after about an hour and five minutes because the whole show last night was everybody talking about what Rangers need to do to stop Celtic or to beat Celtic. But I've so, said this many times, Paul, right? In this city, it's the only place that that gets taken as some sort of like ulterior motive or, or sinister. When you have a team that's clearly the best, you're just looking at any potential way that that doesn't play out because if at one minute past six, or the pundits say, Celtic are the best. The league table tells you that they'll win, and nothing else could possibly happen. The, you know the show doesn't really go anywhere. You know you always do it, even when it's St Mirren or it's Motherwell. That that's just the way you do it. You say, yeah, maybe if they can get in their faces, maybe if they can do this. Do you know what? Much like we did for Celtic when they played Real Madrid, it's just the nature of when one team is on top. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're not asking that, but you probably are not getting what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is that but then they. Have anybody really kind of try to put a case towards how Celtic beat Rangers because Celtic know how he beat Rangers but that's, that's my point who would need to present a case as to how Celtic beat Rangers Hugh? because everybody who's ever watched them knows that case yeah, the closer it gets to the game then you know the, the more uh, excitable Paul is becoming um, you know the, 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 we do understand clearly what you're trying to say Paul you're trying to say that the programme was dedicated to trying to find a way for Rangers to beat Celtic I mean I ask bad questions on this show regularly but I, I don't know if I'm ever going to say right Mark tell us how can Celtic beat this Rangers team yeah. everything I mean, we start mm-hmm. we all start no matter who it is we all start on the basis that Celtic are far better than Rangers yeah if and that's your starting point yeah, then it's yeah. inevitable that it heads that way and therefore along the line of that discussion you have to say well what can Rangers do about it so that's not to say right let's try and think let's come up with a collective way of putting Celtic down and finding a way for Rangers to beat them we all start Monday to Friday on the basis that Celtic are better than Rangers which is meant to be a compliment yes yes Anyway, thank you to Paul on 01419511025. Oh, Craig's a Falkirk fan. How are you feeling tonight, Craig? Yeah, a bit disappointed in that, but nothing that I drink can like sort out. Indeed, please, please <laughs> drink responsibly. Um, what, what in? I mean, does it feel? Does it feel like a missed opportunity, Craig? You given the the big occasion, and it was still Championship opposition, albeit the division above you. Does it feel like a missed opportunity? It does, but I think VAR caused like thing is for the penalty wasn't. I don't think it was a penalty, and we we should have had a penalty in the first half as well. But VAR never checked it, and if we hit we hit the post when it was one 0 and if I goes in, it's a different game. It's the age-old one, Gordon. It feels like another perfect example of, and it's the most hated phrase, isn't it? According to the laws of the game, mm-hmm. or nowadays, it, I mean, it probably is. But if you're the Falkirk defender, you're also thinking, well, I've run over to close down a cross, and it's been. Blasted at me from You know a yard yeah. and a half away And plus the fact they don't play with it Week in week out And it's probably a harder decision to take Do you think that played a part I mean I, I saw some suggestions earlier That if you've experienced VAR before You would somehow do something different And you would be a bit cuter no, I, don't, I, it, I think that in just that spur of the moment He was never going to do anything different I just think that if, you know, on a weekly basis, uh, VAR's not there. It's not getting pu- uh, pulled up for a penalty kick. Um, I felt for him. 
I really felt for him. I really did, Gordon. But it's just the way things are. And especially, I think it was six minutes into the game or something. I, I, I agree with Craig. I thought the response for Falkirk mm-hmm. was excellent and they had a great opportunity, probably in a league game, going back to a league game, because it was a semi-final. It was so important for both teams. He was probably talking that way. He hits a, he's, I think he was trying to make uh, too sure of it. Hits the post. But overall, when I watched the game, I thought the difference is Inverness have got Billy Mackay, who knows where the back end is. Two goals, an 0-1 penalty kick. But I thought they just deserved it. But I thought it was a great opportunity for Falkirk. You don't get better opportunities, mm. Scottish Cup semi-finals. Mark is someone who had to go and close down crosses into the box. What did you think of it? Yeah, for McCann, I think I really think it's unavoidable for him as a defender. I, I sympathise with him. But as what we've been dealing with, kind of based on what we've seen, you uh, think it was, what we've seen what, that right, was a penalty. Right but the, the only thing, the distance, you know, very, mm-hmm. very close. Now I know that comes into it sometimes, so that's the only thing I thought might have been harsh. But again, for Leon McCann, I don't know what else he can do. It's you, a natural you, turning of the body. If you go back to the fine margins, and Craig is insistent that had the penalty not been awarded, then the game would have been different in its progress. Inverness at three nothing also hit the bar and had uh, hit the post rather and had other chances to score. I don't think any miscarriage of justice has taken place here. Mm. I think that the team that deserved to win the match won the match and they won it for me by a distance. How important is it, Craig, that this doesn't derail the promotion push? Well, coming back in the bus, we said our cup final could be in two weeks' time in the playoff final. To get there, so we, we need to get out of it. And I, and I disagree with you. Inverness weren't the best team. He like he's nothing good to say about Falkirk. Before the game, these were off talking. It's like whoever wins this game gets gets Rangers Celtic. He's writing the both teams off it all week for the this game. Yeah, do you think Inverness will beat Celtic or Rangers, Craig? I don't. I, they've got a better chance if it's Rangers. Hmm. If it's Celtic, I don't think so. I just, I was loving that there because I've never heard that. You, there's a Hugh as an, an, an anti Falkirk agenda. I then mm. agreed with Craig's next point. There has been a, and you call it a natural writing off of the teams, and we've argued about it earlier. Um, but I loved that first bit, and there was this sort of unknown anti Falkirk agenda mm. from, from Hugh <laughs> Keaven. Um, I mean, it's. I'm, again, I'm just thinking back to that penalty marker, and I always get annoyed when people make up bits of the rules that aren't there. It just feels like. When it's not even a full arm that's outstretched, you know the the hand is the elbow's almost coming in towards the body, but the, the, the but just quickly, the bottom bit of the arm's still out, isn't do you, it? Do you know? Uh, I watched it, and the minute the referee get called over to the screen, it's the quickest decision I've ever seen been made. He uh-huh. literally just yeah. looked one at look. the one look. He, he didn't take his. He just looked at the bang penalty kick. It's he the might quickest have at the time, though. He might have thought, oh. That looked like a penalty. Or oh, you need to just it 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 not give it then. Yeah, maybe just be bit, sometimes be a bit hesitant. No, I shouldn't do maybe that. Anyway, thank you, Craig. Enjoy your night if you can. And you've still got a lot to play for, of course. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. After they play, you have your say. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Kevins, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL all here in the final part. Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Now it's really your last chance To have your say ahead of the big one at hand in tomorrow uh, Because we are in the final part indeed And looking forward to it very much Let's try and hear quickly from 
some managers from today before we go any further Owen Coyle what a huge opportunity for Queen's Park to really put a big advantage towards promotion to the top flight they couldn't do it they lost at Capelo I thought the game was uh, as I thought it would be prior to that it'd be frantic at times two teams going all out to win because a draw served Oh, it served the purpose for nobody so both teams had to win ourselves for aspirations of getting into the game on Friday uh, ahead that being said it doesn't change anything you know the bottom line is we need to win on Friday to be champions and uh, and that's what we do but obviously we came here to uh, to look to win that game to take us in and at times you know certainly tank wise I'm really good player if we can add to that and equally at the, at the back end we came in with two clean sheets we need to get back to that and defending better which we didn't today so uh, as well as could easily win the game we didn't we lost it so credit to Morton and we got ourselves ready for Friday for you know our biggest game of the season and remember in this remarkable league every team above Wraith Rovers could still go up and every team below them could still go down so that was a big win today for Morton beating Queen's Park the team that everybody's been giving plaudits to this season how well they've played etc etc we've beat three times and drawn one with them um, but on the game itself, um, I thought my players were superb from start to finish. Uh, we took a dunt and losing the goal. Um, but again, through our naivety, um, we don't deal with the ball up. They break, balls across the pitch. Um, and we don't go up to the second ball and it's a good finish for the boy boating. Um, but after that, I thought the reaction was superb. And like I say, from there, I thought we controlled the game, get back in there. It was a snowball penalty in my eyes. Um, but you know, on the piece, you know, um, could have been a lot more. Um, I think Brian's only really had one save to make the full game. Their keeper's been called upon numerous opportunities um, or numerous times. Um, but I thought we handled the occasion really well. Um, and I've got to give credit to my players for that. Well, Dougie Emmy doesn't stab you in the back, he stabs you in the front. He says, you're all talking about Queen's Park, they've got all the praise. We've beaten them three times and drawn with them once. Bang. Yeah, I like that. That was a good line, I must say. But that table, Gordon, unbelievable. So Dundee mm. and Queen's Park play each other on Friday. The winner, well, if Queen's Park win, they'll win the title. Dundee only need a draw. So, remarkable. It's all going to come down to Friday night. At the moment, um, obviously, Queen's Park, Partick Thistle and Ayr occupy the promotion playoff spots. Inverness, despite progressing in the Scottish Cup to the final, they sit out with that alongside Morton. But both of them could still get into the playoffs. And then at the bottom, Hamilton, Coven are both three points between them. There's an automatic relegation, there's a relegation playoff spot and there's one guaranteed safety. Well, what's guaranteed next Friday? There's got to be plenty of joy and plenty of tears because you've got to, you know, through the full season, hard season, difficult season, ups and downs and it comes down to the last game. For the neutrals, it's the most exciting time ever but for players' management and everybody that's concerned with the clubs, it's really a nervous week ahead. Speaking of nerves, how are the pre-match nerves for tomorrow, John, in shots? Oh, no nerves at all. I think we'll beat Celtic 2-1 tomorrow. What gives you that confidence? I just think we're due a win against them. The one at Parkhead, I thought we should have scraped a draw. We didn't do it, but I think, I think we'll do it tomorrow. I mean, on one hand, if we're due a win is like your best mm. argument, it, it probably... That wouldn't fill other people with a lot of confidence, but then also football sometimes does work in that sort of weird way. I don't know, Hugh. Uh, I don't. I don't believe in do a win. I believe in that you get what you play for, and I don't think you look at Anspostakoglu squad. If they bring in Hatati, Jota, Abada on top of what he's got already, I don't think you're entitled to say you know that you'll win because you're do a win. 
doesn't exist. You have to go and beat them. John, who, what, what are you looking for from the match winners then? Because they've been criticised a lot, haven't they? You know, Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos got his goal at Hamden last time. Guys like Sakala, Tillman. Who, who, who do you see playing a big part in the attack? Well, I think it's the type of players that need to turn up, which is Sakala and Kent. And if they're on their game tomorrow, they'll definitely score a goal. And I think Alfredo will score also. Both right. teams tend to score, Mark. Like I said, Morelos got one at Hamden, uh, and there was a, a minor dispute as to whether he should have had one the last time the sides met in the league as well. Um, but it clearly, and sorry to upset the, the previous caller who felt we were making a, a, or trying to find a way Rangers can win it, but th- they're. At some point In these head-to-heads Rangers match winners Attacking match winners Are going to need to step up Yeah they certainly are And I think that's What's let them down Recently You know Crucial moments In these games um, They haven't taken And you look at the game At Celtic Park Not so long ago I I highlighted it on Thursday That after half time That was a crucial period For Rangers Where they got on top And they had chances And they didn't take Those chances Now Ibrox Just after half time they got chances and they took their chances there but the opposite problem couldn't keep the door shut so you know they've got a couple of issues there but for your Kent your Sakala your Morelos I think they've been posting missing a lot in these big occasions and what bigger occasion than, than this one tomorrow to eventually show up but that is if Ryan Kent is even fit and ready to play or if Michael Beale has another plan up his sleeve where are he might there, leave him out Are there any curveballs in there for you mm. Gordon Deal? is there a you know, Morelos doesn't play or Scott Arfield comes from relatively nowhere in terms of a starting spot into the team or Malik Tillman drops out. You know, is there is there something that, that you maybe wouldn't have expected a couple of weeks ago that we could see? Can't see it, no. I think that uh, Michael Beale, after listening him against Celtic at Celtic Park, he took a lot of positives. I think he looks at that game and... He'll try and stay along the same lines, ask for a little bit more in different departments. Obviously, individual mistakes that day really cost them as well with the, the quality that Celtic have got, punished them. Um, I keep going back to, I think Fraser made a great point. If, if Rangers are going to win this game tomorrow, they've got to get the first goal. But I think they'll need to get more than one because I cannot see Celtic turn up at Hamden tomorrow against Rangers not scoring. OK, then you mentioned the mistakes, which leads me on nicely. Who plays at the back for Rangers? Connor Goldson returned to training yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because of his importance, are you patching him up and getting him on no matter what? And is there any chance that it's actually John Souter that plays alongside him? That's uh, a good argument. And I'm sure there'll be Rangers fans shouting down the phone just now. You know, one for Souter and the other one, Davis. I, I'm not a great Ben Davis fan, I've got to say. Uh, but. Michael Beals had that partnership before Souter come back into the scene. I think he'll look at the importance of the game tomorrow. Definitely we play goals. goals I would play. take my chance with goals. Yeah, he has to play because there's no season left after tomorrow unless mm. Rangers win. Sure. So he But it's who he plays, that's his argument, Hugh. Does does he decide to go with Souter at left centre back? Or does he stick with Davis that, that was a partnership? I'm with you. I think Davis has been a, a, a bit of a disappointment for the Rangers fans. Given the money they paid for him, uh, he hasn't shown the requisite quality. But whoever plays beside Goldson, Goldson has to play because 
even if he's not 100% fit, there is no season after mm-hmm. tomorrow unless Rangers win. They can uh, shout and ball about the game against Celtic at Ibrox, but by that time, in all probability, Celtic will officially be champions and have won the treble. Mark, quickly, your thoughts on Rangers' defence and then your overall feelings ahead of tomorrow? Uh, Rangers defence Goldson and Suter I would drop really? Davies think too many mistakes in them and especially in big games overall feeling um, listen hope for a good game think it'll be a tight game but as previous games I think Celtic will have enough to win the game yeah I think uh, it will be tight Gordon I really do I think it'll be exciting I said earlier I'm going to stick my neck out in the line and say both teams will score I think we'll get an entertaining game and I'll give you my prediction tomorrow at 1 o'clock Yep, uh, so much at stake, it's almost frightening. A treble for Celtic, a trophyless season for Rangers if Celtic win. If Rangers win, they have a trophy and they can say that is the version of us that will be improved next season. This time tomorrow we will definitely know who is going to join Inverness in the Scottish Cup final. Well done to them for getting past Falkirk. And now the small matter of Rangers against Celtic in the second semi-final at Hamden tomorrow. It is a 1.30 kick-off in the afternoon which means we will be here on air live at 1pm. Make sure you join us. Thanks for today and we'll see you soon.